Welcome to another episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt Supernova Givanisi, and today we're talking about managing your money in your business. Joining me is the founder of ListenMoneyMatters.com and the co-host of a very amazing podcast called Listen Money Matters, Andrew Fiebert. How are you, and how's business? Uh, it is... Good. Uh, see, I'm trying to think of a new thing. Yeah. It's like a Rubik's cube that's solved. So it's great. Okay. And, and very fulfilling. So it's fulfilling to have a Rubik's cube solved. That's it. Well, I've never actually solved a Rubik's cube. So I imagine if I did, it would be very fulfilling. Have you ever tried to solve a Rubik's, Rubik's cube? Yeah, yeah. I think it lasted like a minute. And I was like, I hate this. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't own one, but I definitely tried for a while. It's a fun. I, you have one? I was really just not being that creative because it's literally right uh, here. You have one on your desk. And you, <laughs> and you haven't solved it? No, I haven't. And I actually don't know why, why it's on my desk. Like It just appeared one day. Huh. I had bought it a while ago. Oh. I've so not, I, I should have myself. a toy on my desk. I don't mean toys. You don't have any toys, dude. I have like no. this fancy fidget spinner okay, that's that, like metal. Yeah, that's a nice Nola. one. Nola. Yeah, dude, it is really nice. It came with a leather case. Really? I bought a, yeah. I bought it from like a street fair in NOLA for like five, ten dollars I was I, so proud about damn, it. Damn, I want a toy. I want a fidgety toy. I was, yesterday I was playing with uh, my Ray-Bans wipe. <laughs> like, a, like, you know, one of those, like, I was like <laughs> I know, I saw it. that. Yeah. It was kind of, I was like, I didn't know those stretched. Yeah. And you did it for they like They only an stretch hour. on the one side. The other side doesn't stretch. Damn, dude, you got a ton of, what is that, a bottle opener? Yeah, bottle uh, opener. I have like Army this man. E- evil eye thing from, dude. uh. I said like all this shit on here. My buddy has this. magnets and like he has this toy. It's a square and it has like like on one side it has like a crank on one the other side it has like little oh, buttons. Oh yeah, yeah. Those are really satisfying. Yeah. I almost bought one. I have I have one um fortune, fortune yeah. from a Chinese fortune thing What's and it, say? it just it says right now you need to be patient. Nice. It's a good Which one. Which is pretty... I need to know that all at all times, basically. Yeah. I'm very impatient. Well, um, we're going to talk How about... How goes business? What? How goes business for you, sir? That's fine. You know, we're at, the, <laughs> we're at the tail end of the summer, so, you know, business is starting to, like, money-wise decline, but, uh, you know, work-wise, I don't really have too much on my plate. I'm not overwhelmed, so things mm. are good. Um, we'll have to fix that. <laughs> you want to add more to my plate? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, mostly I've been just like working on speeding up Swim You. You've been helping me with that. And I've been sit- trying to save money in the business, trying to cut back expenses. Yeah. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. But mm. first. <laughs> first what? Okay. <laughs> You're giving me this look like I should know what's happening. <laughs> well, we have to talk about our sponsor. We have a sponsor. Oh, you betcha. Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like minded business owners in the members only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning fast WordPress theme, and so much more. 
I did the math, and MoneyLab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention, it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, MoneyLab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. Let's talk about money, dude. Yes. Specifically managing it. Like, we're not going to talk about making it because that's the easy part. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) It's the easy part. Managing it is, I kind of like it. Yeah. I know you probably love it. You probably. I have spreadsheets for days. Wet dreams over it. (laughs) (laughs) What, uh, all right. What do you, like, what's the angle that you want to take here? Because I have a bunch of shit listed that I could talk about, but like, what do you think is our general thesis being what? Okay. So, um, the reason businesses fail overwhelmingly is that they run out of money. Okay. It's just like, and it's like, ah, oh, duh, that's like super obvious. And there's all these ridiculous stats about it. And so, you know, I think one is like, if, and it's another obvious thing, but it's like spend yeah. less than you make and perhaps how we do that. Not like, oh, I just don't spend it all. Right. But I think there's like processes involved and I had never understood um, being like, not like income insecure, but but even that to a degree, but not really knowing if if all the numbers will add up at the end of the month, mm. and so dealing with the not knowing. What do you do? How do you ma- how do you manage your money? Tell me everything. Okay, so uh, quit. I started with zero, X E R O. So did I. It's a and, accounting uh, software, yeah. Yeah, and so I I had really dug my heels in. So did I. Um, and I migrated. So. 2018 is the first full year that I'll be in zero uh, uh, QuickBooks uh-huh. that I migrated to, and like holy shit, it's just like it's like a hundred or more times better. I want to ask you about that because yeah, yeah. I kind of get some shit for being on not shit, but like everyone's using Zero or Waves, right? Okay, yeah, I, I use that one too for a little. bit. You did very I, briefly. I didn't because it's, it. it's free. That's why everyone likes it, right? You know what? If if you want something really good, okay, people get pissed when you have to pay Adobe monthly mm-hmm. for Acrobat. Yeah. Or I'm not. No one uses Acrobat. Sorry <laughs> for photo. <laughs> <laughs> what if is I'm paying Acrobat? money for Acrobat? I'm real pissed. <laughs> Tell me about this tool. This sounds interesting. <laughs> no, about like for Photoshop yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm like I just want to pay once. Well, do you want them to improve it? infinitely forever and continually make it the best thing ever or do you want them to just sell it to you and then never improve it right windows you know for years yeah. like you, you want them to always make it better and so paying for, you get what you pay for uh yeah why do you like i mean i agree with you 100 percent, mm. and then this is not something that we talked about beforehand no uh i was on zero also because that was like the cool anti QuickBooks, yeah. right? And it was like for freelancer, whatever. And then I hired an accountant, and he was like, "We use QuickBooks." 
And I was like, oh, same. Okay. Mike Cowan was angry at me yeah. for months and months as I refused to switch. Yeah. Same. And he eventually made me. So the switch, I'm like, oh my God, QuickBooks is a billion times better in my brain. It mm. looks nicer. It's more colorful, which I like. So the whole concept of like in Mint, you set like these rules. Yeah. Well, actually, it's actually you can't really set rules in Mint, but like you would categorize things and it learns. And I think sim and Xero and QuickBooks are very similar in that regard. But like, if you put in that like two three hours to train the tool, like it is, it's the best thing that's ever happened to you. Yeah. Like just bar none. So, uh, so you hired an accountant. Mm-hmm. Does that person... Well, a tax guy. A tax guy. I, I do the month-to-month accounting shit. So you categorize all your own expenses. Yeah. So do I. I don't... I haven't... I know a lot of my friends hire bookkeepers. And I have not yeah. done that yet. Why Why haven't you done that? Look, so so have you ever, like, witnessed somebody doing an H&R block session? I've done one. Okay, so so then you know that they have a form on the computer. Yeah. And you printed all your stuff out and brought it, and they're on field one. And they ask you what the answer to field one is. You tell them, they type it in. Yeah. And they go to field two, and it's like that. That's the process. You you could have just did it yourself. You know the answers. Why are you going to pay someone to literally type th- the answer in? Okay. I mean, and, that would go... I- that, Sorry, go ahead. That would go against the whole outsourcing the things that you can that anybody could do, right? Okay. So, fine. How can you spend less money than you make if you have no idea what's going on? And so you can automate it two yeah. to three hours and then you just like look at it. I, I yeah. I think do you think our, our businesses are simple enough that we just don't need somebody to do that? And they're and like what's the reason to hire like what's the reason some people hire bookkeepers? Because I, I agree with you. Like, I mm. don't really see – sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll hire a bookkeeper. And, but so, I actually fine, like going in and, and, and doing we, the categorization. It's something I technically don't have to do. But my accountant was like, look, you have multiple businesses technically. Like, I have SwimU. I have Money Lab. I have Brew Cabin. And before I had Roasty. And so in QuickBooks, I use classes. So – my company is Ace Media. It's my LLC. But if I, you know, buy software specifically to use on Money Lab, then I classify it. Or I basically categorize it as a Money Lab expense, so mm-hmm. I can see in my end of the year, end of the month reports, whatever. That oh yes, this thing I bought from Amazon or this software that I bought was specifically for this brand. And then I also categorize and class where the income comes from. So if you know I make money from Money Lab, I classify okay. that. Hold, you know. hold up one second yeah, yeah, yeah. because I I need to do something similar but I don't. So say you get like um, you have income and you say it's like affiliate income and it's like Amazon affiliate income. Right? Yes. So you've classified the income and then you said this th- there's a thing called class yes. that could be aff- income, affiliate income, Amazon and say it's from Money Lab. Yes. Ah, uh, okay. So I have to do that. Yeah. I didn't do that. That would be super helpful. Yeah. So that way I can run a report and say, how much did Money Lab make this month? Uh, how much did Swim University be... make this month? Now, Swim University kind of pays the bills for everything else, too. So mm. anything that I pay, like, you know, my cable bill, my phone bill, comes uh, out from, the comes big, out from yeah. Swim University because mm, it same. pretty much is like the big, it's the big player, right? But my accountant was like, dude, 
you're going to spend more time like they're, they're, your bookkeeper is going to ask you these questions. What is this for? Like, why mm. did you buy this? Where does this get? Cl-? You know, you know it. You just know it. Yeah. It takes two seconds to like hit the button. Mm. And, I, and I, I don't really have that many expenses. And I don't have that much income that I'm that I have to classify. Now, I believe if it was like every, you know, and I have it set in Asana every Monday in Asana. Because uh, that's where I live, and that's where my whole I don't. If, it, if it's not in Asana, it doesn't get done. So mm-hmm. every Monday, it pops up in Asana. Categorize expenses in QuickBooks. Categorize income and expenses in QuickBooks is what it says. So I go okay. First thing Monday morning, go into QuickBooks, hit update. So it brings down all the you know, it connects to all the banks, brings it all down. Boom, takes me. I probably have about ten lines to categorize, and I'm done. Mm. That's it. That's that's how I do it. And so similar, but I, I usually don't have to do much because I have like rules, like crazy amount of rules. Um, but doesn't yours notify you? I actually don't go in until I get like an alert or whatever. No, I don't have that set up. Mm. I don't want alerts. I just go in when I have to. I mean, Asana is my alert system. Right, right. Um, but yeah, Look, if you had a t- if you had a big company with a ton of people or ton of income. all kinds of crazy inventory things, and maybe you have like a right. building that you bought to, you know, then I think obviously it would make sense to right. But regardless, you should still maybe monthly or bi monthly be looking at the numbers, mm-hmm. even if you're that big, so you know what is going on. Yeah. So I do something redundant, which mm-hmm. I don't know if this is stupid or not. Maybe I would love for you to tell me this is stupid, and I don't have it's to do stupid. this. Okay. And don't do it. Okay. I have a separate spreadsheet. I'm going to actually pull it up because I want to see it. I have a separate spreadsheet that I fill out at the end of every month. Hmm. That's called my – hold on. It's called a 2018 right now business and personal budget. It's mostly business. Mm -hmm. In the – so I have – it's multiple sheets. But the first sheet shows my – Average monthly P&L, so profit and loss, and then my annual P&L. And it takes – I have a, a, a tab for income, a tab for expenses, and it takes all that data and sticks it into this main dashboard summary sheet and shows me, okay, this is how much profit you are making on average per month because my mm-hmm. business is seasonal, so it's it's weird. And then this is how much profit you make you know, over the month. But I use it because in the income section – I put all of last year's numbers in, and then as mm. soon as I know what I've made, I replace it with the actual number. So I'm kind of doing projections based off of the year before. So I, I know, okay, like, you know, in October from Amazon last year, I made about $14,000, right? Mm. So I know that I'm probably going to make more than that. But at least mm. that number is in the spreadsheet. So it's like, okay, like, you're okay. Where mm-hmm. I don't think QuickBooks can do that because it's we I use a cash base accounting and not a what is it the other one accrual accrual yeah I th- I think that's the the two so you, you use what enters and leaves your account now right. versus like what is booked yeah so like if you get paid net thirty and you book it today but you don't get it for thirty days I feel like it like I, I used to do that because mm-hmm. I was like oh look how much money I made this month but I actually didn't make it because it's not it's not in why, your why complicate things yeah so I do something similar. Um, I also have a spreadsheet. Um, and uh, so 
when it comes to like the PL stuff yearly, monthly, I think QuickBooks is great for running that a report. Yeah. And plus like you could change things. Like sometimes I consolidate categories and so you can look back, it's like automatically fixed. But uh when I quit my job, I uh quickly realized that I have no idea how much money is going to be made in like the month that I'm in or in the next months. Right. But you know, I'm like spending like like no one's business. You know, I'm like, oh my God, we we're, we have to spend every dollar, yep. invest in growth. And so I basically built something similar, like a forecasting spreadsheet. Yeah. So um, so that's not, it is redundant in a way. I, I think that you have to have some ma- amount of expectations on what you're going to spend and earn next month. Because what, what happened for me, and I would never worry about money, you know, and I, I just would worry every month like almost the whole month because i didn't know if it would add up to zero or or positive right you know yeah i yeah so i guess it's not stupid cuz quickbooks can't do that and so you need something mm-hmm. and how do you do that that projection so um i like the idea of year over year but he, so so what i do in mine and cuz i'm crazy i rate myself each month on basically like how many dollars i was off of my expenses and you average and my income and yeah and so and so i have like a running my my goal is to always overestimate expenses and underestimate income and so as long as i'm doing that i will be fine Mm -hmm. and so based on what i feel like things are looking doing or what i've seen i'll put my projected income for next month you know and it's I, i break it down by my main categories, so I have like ad revenue, affiliate income, product stuff, uh-huh. and same for expenses. So if like it ran a little hot on contractors this month, then I know that I'm going to cut some contracting Got it. hours down. You know, so you so you do pretty much the same thing that I do. Like I have a tab for income, and I break it down by category. So I have my affiliate income, my advertising income, my product sales, you know, any miscellaneous income that I get from you know, YouTube AdSense or some random shit like that. Uh, and I basically, at the end of every month, I go into QuickBooks and I see what I made and mm. I stick that in there as a same as a solid number. So I have it's color-coded. So when, if it's orange, in my case, it's last year's numbers. And if it's black, it's, it's set in stone. I feel like if we looked at each other's spreadsheets, they, they might be shockingly similar. Okay. And then I have my expenses, but my expenses are broken down by category, and then I, I list everything out. So, like, for example, I have a section that's, like, tech and software, and then mm-hmm. I have maybe 23 lines, hosting, Cloudflare, email marketing, advertising, Buffer, Google Drive, like, and then you have I all all of that in your spreadsheet. All of that in my spreadsheet, and I that sounds like a lot of work. It's a lot of it is. It's a lot, of, but I do it once a month, and so the reason is because I can look at. I basically take, you know, let's say hosting is $249 a month for me. And I know that. So I just, I drag it across the entire year. And so I know what's, what I'm going to spend. And I can look at every single category and go, okay, in August, I'm projected to spend $1,053.43 on just tech and software. So it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I should maybe fix that or, or, or lower it somehow. Like what can I, you know? And so every month when I go and add this stuff in, I'm a, I'm aware, like just the act of me doing it is like, mm. okay, like my finger is on the pulse of my, of my accounting or my money. And so I know, Ooh, this is but re- high this I, I month. Would, 
I would want to ask you. Yeah. So, uh, so you were paying for a tool that we deemed you were probably paying too much for, right? Through through a chat, and so you right sized the account. Yeah, um, I downgraded the account. Right, it, it to like the level that you'd probably be using the most of. Yep. But if you've been you've been manually typing this in for right, so months. So, for example, that specific example, uh, I was paying one hundred and seventy nine dollars a month, right, mm. and then. We changed it back down to $99 a month, and so I went into the spreadsheet. It's kind of like it's automatic for me. I go into the spreadsheet, and in September, I wrote $99, and then I pushed that through the rest of the year. So like, I know now that the rest so, of like, my expenses went down. But here's the thing is, is that you've been writing this. So you write it in manually in the spreadsheet, and I'm, I'm going to postulate that um, you've become like desensitized to some of these things, and so – as like an active habit, you're carrying it forward and perhaps not questioning. So why? And and not to say that this is a, a better approach, but like what if it was just summed up to like your tech and whatever? And maybe you expected to spend two thousand this month and you spent twenty two hundred. Yeah. And you're like, oh shit. So then you have to go into QuickBooks and drill in, you know, that's, and see why. That's probably what I should do. Uh Except this allows me to show those projections in mm. that main summary sheet where I can say, look, I know what I'm going to spend in December because it's in this spreadsheet. I can see it all line itemed. And if I go into my summary, I'm like, okay, I am cash positive on average across the entire year. you know. But if I start changing numbers – it all reflects in that. So my goal was to every year. My goal is to make sure that I'm not negative in my average monthly income, profit, specifically profit. And and so one thing that so I'm curious how you handle this because making money in your business and doing your business finances uh-huh. is I think kind of like a screws with your mind because do you include your payroll yes, in your expenses? I do. Because then you want your business to be like plus a dollar yes. after it pays you. Right. And that's what I'm looking at. So, mm. uh, and I think that's what QuickBooks really doesn't do that well for me. At least like it doesn't do any projections. So, mm. so I have to keep this spreadsheet and my salary is my officer salary is part of the spreadsheet and it's, and it's spread even as far as December. Right. Yeah. So I know that I am cash positive after I've been paid and after everyone's been paid and after all the software has been paid and all the, all the things. Mm -hmm. So it's like, so it's kind of like a heart, it's a heart monitor for my entire business. It's like, you're good. Yes. If I look at my summary right now, again, I have the average monthly P and L, which basically takes all of that data. You know, now I have data up until, uh, actually up until, uh, july so august is not finished yet so i don't have those things set in stone but i have those things are from last year and obviously like those expenses are spaced out every single month so i know that my you know average monthly income and my average business expenses my net income and then my i put taxes in there at 40 percent, which is high but i put it at 40 percent, and then my profit on average Per month right now is about nineteen hundred dollars, which is fine. Of the business, of the bi- after after I'm paid, yeah, 
So mm-hmm. after I'm paid as in my own employee. And then my obviously I do that and I extrapolate it out for annual. And so over the year I'll make twenty three thousand dollars. So technically I have twenty three thousand dollars to spend back into the business. So um ha- have you heard about the new and I hate to like say that the Trump tax changes, but do, do you know how it affects business owners? No. So you haven't heard about that twenty percent, the magical twenty percent? No. So, because the way that we're describing it, how like you want to be positive one dollar at least at the end of the month, I think the mindset needs to shift. Okay. So you get you pay all your payroll taxes, right? Yep. And before. If you didn't, if you took the money, but didn't push it through payroll, you just don't pay Medicare and like uh, Social Security, or you might even just not pay Medicare. I mean, uh, sorry, Social Security. Well, all right. Well, well, well. Hold on a second before uh, we go into that, real quick. Okay, okay. Fine. Um, so I don't know if you're set the same way I am. I have an LLC, right? Are you? Yeah. But I'm taxed as an S corp. Same. Okay. But it actually would qualify if you're just an LLC. Okay. You know, but as a single member. Because I'm taxed as an S Corp, I had to sign up for payroll. So mm-hmm. I use Gusto. I believe you use the same thing. Same. So Gusto is our payroll company. Uh, and what it does is it I have I'm the only employee, but you have two, right? So you and Laura. So it's myself and my wife. Yep. And so we pay fifty one dollars a month for that. For the service. You pay, just the service. Right. How much do you pay? Forty five. For, for, 45 for you. Just okay. me, yeah, just the service. And then basically it's, it direct deposits money out of my business checking account into my personal checking account. And pays and handles all your payroll tax stuff. Yep. So all the bullshit with the state taxes, right. Social Security, Medicare, blah, 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 blah. So, it handles that. So according to uh, – so, okay, that's how we do it. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sitting on this – I have this profit number. Right, so actually, you know what? I have a net income number for the whole year for my mm-hmm. whole business after I'm paid because my when I'm paid, it's the taxes are taken care of. It's fine. Uh, so at the end of this year, I should have my business will be taxed on roughly forty thousand dollars because I'll have forty thousand mm-hmm. dollars in in profit that wasn't paid out to me that wasn't paid out to anything else. And so I, right, so the, go ahead. the change yes. is before you'd be taxed on that whole thing. Yep. Right. It's like almost like a hot potato. You didn't put it somewhere. It didn't go to you. Didn't go to an expense. So you get taxed on that with everything except for Social Security and I believe Medicare as well. So you save like a nominal amount of taxes, well, like seven well, ish percent. What was the so the reason I switched to an S corp was because of the you were paying entrepreneur tax. Oh uh, yeah, yes, yes, uh, self employment tax, which was yeah. like fifteen percent on yeah. top of like the twenty five percent federal on top of the five percent state. And so when you make, I think it's like somewhere, at least in New Jersey or whatever, it may be everywhere, but about 120000 is where it makes sense yes. to switch to an S-Corp because the amount that you save on the entrepreneur tax and blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, so, so that's why you switched because okay. you make more than that. Yes, it is. Well, yeah. Now, now on this like 40000 hot potato amount, yep. previously- and like in 2017, we did your taxes. Your if that was the number, your accountant like okay, you know we we taxed you know you on this less Social Security and maybe Medicare. In 2018, the same thing will happen. But first, 
20% of that number will be taken out and just given to you tax-free. What? So, so if you have $40,000 left, uh-huh. $8,000 will just pass through to you tax-free, and then you'll only get that remaining tax on the 32. Really? Yeah. So that that's like the super unfair business owner thing. And I'm going to tell you the exact section number of it because it's... I no, don't know. Dude. So it actually... Wow. What is that? It's called Section 199A. Um, and it's basic... So on, on this website, Mad Fientist, who, who I oh, love yeah. this stuff, yeah. he calls it, quote, the tax break of the century. Wow. Basically, the biggest... It, it's effectively the biggest tax break of the last 50 years or so. So how are you going to change what you're doing based so, on this new information? What And I've had this talk with Laura, and, and I actually haven't like done the thing, but basically, uh, as a business owner, you have to pay yourself a quote-unquote reasonable wage. Which, is, which from my accountant is if you make $100,000 as a business – you should mm-hmm. pay yourself sixty and leave forty in the business. So that that's a general rule of thumb. Yeah, sixty forty right? split. It's, yeah, right. Um, and so if you are and and uh, to be honest, like I'm not doing that, right? Like we're we're spending a lot of stuff. You know, there's maybe a thousand, two thousand left at the end of the month. What we need to do is scale back on our salaried wage and leave more at the end to potentially be part of uh, like the 20% savings. So as Laura and I are doing it, we're payrolling ourselves, right? Yep. And then every dollar is accounted for, mm-hmm. you know, and if we make more money, we'd probably pick up more expenses to invest in the business. We were probably going to tone down our, our salary uh, to get much closer to, to that 60%. Um, and then leave a bunch left over at the end of the year. So you're not at, what are you at now? Percentage wise, what do you think you're at? Well, I mean, it's, this is after expenses. Like it doesn't, you know, it's 60, 40 after expenses, right? I, th- I think it's like of, yeah, actually maybe, right. I, I'm not sure about yeah. that. I'd have to see, but I, I want to say Laura and I pay ourselves of the money that's made. Uh, probably about forty five percent. Okay, but it's but all of it pretty much runs through payroll, right? And that's probably where I am too. I'm probably roughly, yeah, I'm probably like roughly forty five. And, and so the sixty forty split is sixty percent should go through payroll. Yes, forty percent could be like what distributions are just passed sure. through. Yeah, and then the whole thing is a reasonable wage. Which the reasonable wage isn't sixty percent of your income. It's a reasonable wage for the work you do. Right. If you are a blogger, you know maybe you could uh, make that number lower than if you were a rocket scientist. Sure. You know, like well, average rocket scientists earn this. And, and and the risk of not doing that is getting audited. Right. Exactly. So definitely skew towards paying more taxes. Yeah. Pay, because pay yourself more, you know, like, if you're doing more, if you're a, solo, sure you're if you're a solopreneur, you know, like if you're the only person, like you should be paying yourself most of that money. Exactly. And, and here's, here's the thing is, um, you can't really fiddle with it if you're a freelancer because you're, 
with your earnings are tied to your hours, so your reasonable wage is that. is pretty much what you earn. You right. Know? But this whole like, oh man, this twenty percent tax at the end of the year, it's a friggin' bonus. It's a tax free. Yeah. So instead of me at the end of the year, like my idea was, hey, if there was any money like left over, I would just pay myself a bonus so that I did reach that sixty percent, right? And I would pay that bonus through payroll. But then mm-hmm. I'd be taxed on it. But now I don't have to do that because so you could do it through Gusto, Gusto as a reimbursement. Yeah. I, th- I think the only way they can classify it is as a reimbursement. And it doesn't matter because it just comes in without tax. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter how they classify that because it, it gets true upped at the end of the year with your tax guy. Yeah. So like um, – but like we also – we have like reimbursement for portions of our apartment that our offices are in. Yeah, we do that. Yeah. And- my, well, my uh, accountant is who is also does my taxes at the end of the year – so my accountant I have as a retainer. He, I pay him a monthly fee. He doesn't do any categorization. But if I fuck something up in QuickBooks or I have a question about, you know, I maybe, you know, when I sold Roasty, I got a huge amount of money, you know, because I mm-hmm. sold this, I sold a company. But I didn't know what that meant, like what that meant tax-wise, how I should categorize that in QuickBooks. It was such a unique thing. So I can give him a call or text him or email him at any time. He just tells me exactly what to do. And he and he stays on the phone for for a while, and like and and, and makes sure I understand what we're doing. So, do you think in his office he sees it's it's like ah, oh, it's Matt? Oh, uh, it keeps I, you on the phone forever. No, I don't. I, well, I hope not, but I, I I don't think I bother him that often. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's I, it's a good safety net to have. I don't mind you know paying the monthly fee to just have like somebody who's in my corner. And and yeah, yeah. his whole goal is like do, like we're we're just gonna do everything by the book so you're not audited. And I'm like, that, that's the thing is I'm not doing anything wrong, but shit, do I not want them to come and look at my things? Right. Like I, I, if anything, I'm paying more taxes than I need to, but that headache is yes, yeah. I yeah. and I and I and I, I have the same mindset. And my you know uh, my accountant is one of those. He said to me, I, I forget what it was. I I was trying to dodge taxes not 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 illegally but i was i was like well i don't know like wouldn't that you know wouldn't that hurt me like with taxes he's like dude pay your taxes make more money mm. you know like yeah. do you know worry about the other side of it don't worry that's about almost exactly what my guy says to me is just make more money yeah he's like oh you want to save on taxes make more money that's how mm. you save on taxes i'm like or move to puerto rico or you could reduce your payroll a little bit and so what you could do is just to kind of like close that loop, you don't need to save 40 until the end of the year. You can just take that monthly yeah. as an X amount you always take, just not through payroll. Right. Because it'll act as the same. Okay. Because, yeah. I'm definitely going to have to talk to my accountant about the tax break. I mean, he's obviously aware of it, but I haven't. I'll send you a link to the article and, and I'd say put in the show notes, but ah, uh, uh, no show notes. Dude. Yeah. Please. <laughs> I, I mean, Mad scientist, my boy. So mm. that that's awesome. Yeah, I, I I didn't know he wrote about that, but um, I'm all over that. He actually got some uh, tax guy to write about it. Oh, good. That the, the story in the article is basically like the tax guy contacted the mad scientist because he made a new batch of T-shirts and he wanted a free T-shirt. Uh, He's like, only if you write a guest post on this. Yeah, which is brilliant. Um. Yeah. So. All right, I want to talk about expenses. Mm. Um, 
I don't know about you. All of my expenses in my business, every single one of them, is paid through a credit card. Hmm. So that means that uh, – so in QuickBooks, I have my business checking. I have a business savings account for my – for like to, for putting tax money into. Um, and then I have my three – I have three business credit cards, but really I only use one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I use the Chase Sapphire – nope, sorry. The Chase Business Preferred Inc. And apparently it gets like sweet points, which I told you to get. Right. I actually have it. Good. The, I, it, the, yeah. You have the ink, the business preferred ink? Uh, I, I have something ink. I Is it that one? Does it look like that? It's it's actually in my lockbox. I like oh, literally, okay. it's not even in my wallet. So I use it for everything. Mm-hmm. Paying employees? Do you, but don't you have to eat percent fees? I don't see that. No. Um, so. How do you pay your people? PayPal. Through PayPal, and do you have a business? Like, is your setup as a business? Yes. And so, someone has to pay the the credit card fee. Yes, I don't know who that is. It doesn't feel like me. But also, <laughs> uh, so my editor sends me a waves invoice, and mm. when I look in the QuickBooks, it's exactly that amount. It's not amount plus fees. And you pay it with your credit card. I pay it with my credit card. Interesting. Yeah. So, so then she's paying that fee. Perhaps I don't know if that's true or not, but. There, there is an interchange fee. Someone's paying it, and Wave is a free service. Well, here's what so. I usually tell people. I'm going to pay with my credit card. It's going to happen. Mm. So if you need to charge me more to make up for that you know, fee that, you're, that you have to pay on your end, then do that. But I'm, mm. I'm, I'm paying with my credit card because that fee is basically like going back to me anyway because I, it's, it's going to me in the form of points. You know, right, right. and if you use it for business expenses, I'm pretty sure it's like three times points. So uh, it is I definitely see value on the other side of it for me. And plus, it's easy. Every single transaction, every software, every employee, every Amazon purchase is all done through one card. And it's all in one section in QuickBooks. So we have it all on a card, but our two biggest expenses our two biggest categories aren't so laura and i payroll well that's one yeah obviously that's not a credit card the the team like contractors yeah so at that's a sickening amount that's basically all of it i mean the vast majority is not passing through but i so i i force people to invoice me Mm. i i don't just pay them i mean no i don't have anybody on payroll but but me and if they're and I and you know I'm told to only have contractors because you've dealt with you know oh man that was that was the worst mistake that repeated on me for months yeah just trying to like employee. actually have a legit employee so I was told to yeah. stay with a con stay with contracting and plus I don't want to control anybody's hours you know pay for their equipment or anything so mm. uh, and they're working remotely so it's just easier and I do uh, I just have everyone you have to invoice me like I, you you don't I'm not going to pay you unless you invoice me. Because you're a contractor. But one of the things... Same. We have everyone send us an... Yeah. One of the things that I pride myself in as a business owner is when that invoice comes in the email, it's paid almost <laughs> the, the same day, if not the same five minutes. Because the like I, being on the other... I could imagine the other side of the coin and like you find good people. Yep. 
uh, the last thing you want them to worry about is if you're going to pay them. Yes. They should be worrying about like the work that they're doing or if they replied to you on this thing you wanted them to do or uh-huh. whatever. I, I completely agree. It's super important. I, honestly, like, I've, always, I've, always, I've been on that other end, and I hate mm-hmm. it begging and chasing for money. It made me not want to be a freelancer. Yeah. And I just swore to myself that that wasn't going to be how I operate it. And it's just like it actually, if any, if anything, it is like the thing that I, you know, first and foremost. And so I used to pay people through PayPal. Like I'd have to transfer money out of my checking account, put it into PayPal and then send it to them so they wouldn't get charged a fee. But now I'm like, if I have it on a credit card, like there's always money available. So everyone always gets paid. It's up to me as a smart business owner to make sure that those credit cards are paid off at the end of every month. Mm. But there was months that I didn't do that. I mean, uh, you know, between the months of like December and or maybe even like November and March, you know, we weren't making enough money as a company and I still paid employees and I still like ramped up payment. So I was putting this money on my credit card and I was just letting it you know, roll over to each month and I was paying like a couple hundred dollars in interest fees. I, I don't know how you weren't like physically ill. I was. Daily. I, it was super stressful. I'll never do that again. Mm. I'd rather, you know, but I was so, I did not want to cut any expenses. I didn't want to cut anybody's salary. Uh, but I also didn't, I also last year put a lot of money, like once in the in the heat of the season, I used a lot of our, our extra profits to hire people and to like try to ramp up things and none of that worked out. And so I had this deficit when I should have saved that money to last us through the winter time since I know my business is seasonal. So this year It's kinda cliche. It's like yeah. uh, an animal, like a squirrel with its nuts to like last through the winter. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't do that. And now I'm like, all right, I'm smarter now, mm. hopefully. And uh, I'm going to <laughs> all this extra money that we make in the summertime, like all this like bonus, like this is where we make the bulk of our income. I'm going to save it and I'm going to like, you know, make sure it lasts us, you know, throughout, you know, the winter, winter months when we're slow. So uh, that's I think that's pretty much everything that I do besides like the taxes at the end of the year. But I, honestly, that's like the easiest thing because I have I, I keep I track of one all more. This. So I'd add one more thing in. So so we got like um, use QuickBooks, you know, automate it. You go and you check in X frequency, daily, weekly, monthly, whatever. I'd whatever say either weekly or monthly depending on how many things come in. I think I just like to stay on top. I probably check weekly. I check weekly only because I don't want to forget and have to go mm-hmm. back and go, oh, what the hell was that payment for? Oh, yeah, what was that Amazon thing for? I have to go back into Amazon. Like if it's weekly, it's pretty fresh in my mind what that Amazon thing was for. So, so you got, you got all those, those pieces in there, you know, forecasting so that you could sleep, you know, you're not riddled with (laughs) stress based on, you know, budgeting and blah, blah, blah. I think the, the one other thing that, that we try and do that, that I think you should do, um, is every two, three months, whatever you you have to reevaluate like every dollar that you're spending. Mm. There, there have been services that I was paying for that I literally don't use anymore, um, just, you know, when you look at someone who's working for you and just is maybe not what you were hoping for, or just the yield wasn't what you had anticipated, then you can cut back and just, uh, and, and those are the hard conversations, but you, yeah. you get better at it if you do it. You know, I, I think it's super important hmm. because how do you do that? Look, like, what do you do? 
I, I, li- I often, I talk about it with Laura because the thing is, I want to keep all the expenses. Sure. I mean, let's, let's be real. They're all like things that I have in my mind or I think it's important or whatever, but she, she tends to come out on the other side, yeah. and so I have to justify it to her. And uh-huh. if I don't have the energy to justify it or can't, then it gets cut. It gets cut. And it's this like good balance where uh, we tend to run rather – I don't, I don't want to say we're lean, but we, we keep it in check. You know, I think we should do that with each other because you, you, you did that yesterday with me, and – because you know, like you know, mm. technically some stuff. So if 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 you saw something in my expenses that I was paying, I don't know, let's say a hundred dollars a month for, you're like, uh, you know, there's this other thing that's fifty dollars a month that you could be paying. I'm like, oh no, I didn't know that. Mm. So instead, it like, and you're like, yeah, I pay for that too, but there's a cheaper way to do that. Literally yesterday, we were supposed to record four episodes, but instead, <laughs> we all- we cut your hosting bill. Like, yeah. And you're like, because you know technically how to do that. Whereas, mm. if I were to have that same conversation with with uh, Steph right now, I would be like, she was like, oh, why is this hosting so much? I'm like, oh, because that's what it costs for my. I, I, that would be the end of that conversation because she doesn't know an alternative. She's like, I guess that is what it costs. Mm. You know, maybe what you need is so like everyone talks about you got to have like a mastermind and a blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I definitely think you need like a entrepreneur like buddy or someone I, you could talk with. Yeah. But maybe you need like specifically an end of month buddy, someone who is going to just sit there and just question all your dumb shit at the end of the month. Like what? what how much did you spend on that? Because I'll tell you what, dude, there was no way you would have been in credit. I would have. <laughs> yeah. The amount that you spent I last know. year. Whoa, dude. It. Well, that was just bad hires, and you're like, and you would, and I think if we were to talk, you'd say, uh, "Do you really need?" But to you're, do that? you're in the thick of it. Like of I course. can't see things that Laura can see because I they they're justified. Sure. To me, do you? Uh, this is kind of not related to money, but do you keep a journal like a spe- specifically for business? Hmm. Um. So I used to personally. Yeah. Uh. I. Todoist has like a log of what I've done and I guess I look back and I reflect like so I have um, documents that I maintain of like quarterly goals monthly goals and then as I go forward I'm like this was accomplished that was accomplished so I'm not writing about like how my my work got done today but I'm reflecting back like August was a great month or was a shitty month and then like why and I kind of think about it. So, uh, so I do both. I have a, a an app called Day One that's on my phone and on my computer, and it reminds me at like five o'clock every day to write something. And I have a thing that pops up in Asana that says for me to write something. And I basically just like sometimes it's long, but sometimes usually it's short. And it's like I worked on Money Lab redesign today. You know, it's just that's what I wrote. And then at the end of every month, I keep what I call an entrepreneurial journal, an entrepreneur journal in uh, Google Docs. So, you know, uh, so at the end of at the end of August or like actually when September 1st hits, a thing pops up in Asana and I go in and I duplicate the, you know, July 2018. I, I title it August 2018 and I read real quick the things that I accomplished in the months on all my businesses. And I have three sections. I have rosebud thorn so what went well this month hmm. you know what went shitty this month and then what i want to accomplish in the following month in the next month mm. and 
I read back all through that, and I'm like, okay, well, hey, shit, I did accomplish those things, or Ugh, I didn't accomplish those things, but it puts things into perspective. But then I also, you know, as I'm filling out the new month, I go through my journal and I read every single day that I've actually added something to the journal, and I start adding, oh, I accomplished this, I did that, I did that. And then once I do that, I, I do the rosebud thorn thing where I'm like, okay, what went well this month? Well, you know, we made more money this month than we've ever made ever. We broke a record. Or, uh, you know, we, you know, I got a complete redesign finished or we published all the things on time or whatever I could come up with. And then the thorns are like, ugh, I had an issue with hosting. I had this, whatever, because that's all in the journal too. Mm-hmm. And then the, 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 the bud meaning like the rose bud, like what's going to come up, I say, what are my goals for, you know, September? And it'll be like, oh, I want to, uh, you know, accomplish this. Or, you know, I put like, and I usually just a handful of bullet points. It's all bullet points. Uh, It's not money related, but it's all like, at the end of every month, I sort of do the QuickBooks stuff. I do the budget stuff. I do the... You know, it could go hand in hand because if you look back at like what you did in August... yeah. And, and perhaps if in context you look at what you spent, you know, not what you took, right. what you spent, and be like, what what did I, like, did I pay for what I get, you know? Sure. Yeah, and that was I the same. I couldn't even word that. but yeah. I know you mean, but it's the same as, like, uh, I, I do, I, yeah, it, 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 did I get what I paid for? And some, like, I'll look at, like, this year um, or this month. I switched over from using Shutterstock, which we were paying $125 a month for, to this new company called 123RF.com for for stock photos. It's $10 more a month, but we get way more downloads. Mm. And we get, you know, just as many. It's it's just we get a lot more for our money. But I could look at that at the end of, you know, three months and go, we are not downloading nearly as much, so I could actually downgrade that. And I look at every single one of those. I don't probably do it as much as I should, but I think if we were to do it together, you would ask the right questions, and I would ask the right questions. Like, why are you spending that much? I'm going to challenge you on everything. Yeah, like, why are you spending that much on that? What mm. the fuck? I think you need that. We, we had a conversation about that, and I bet you're still thinking about some of it. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Because some of it's true. Yeah, 100%. So I'm going to look at it. Um, is there anything else that I, we missed, maybe? Uh, I think that. I mean, like, in terms of, like, what you need to do, you know, you need a tool. Yeah. You need to review it. Yep. Um, you need a system. You, right. You, so that you're not doing the work. And then you need to, every X amount of time, question it. Uh, and then you need to look to the future so that you can focus on work and not like, oh my God, will I, won't I hit the amount that I need to pay my mortgage? Yeah. And how risky should you be? In terms of what? I don't know. Like I was, you know, like in, in September, I was being, last September, I mean, I was being very risky. I was putting a lot of money towards things that I was hoping would pay off in the future. But, you know, and I had the money at the time, but I didn't plan for the time I wouldn't have it. So, you know. so when it comes to the stuff, risk is is debt, right? So debt could be you can go and get like venture capital funding. Sure. And I mean, it's a different type of risk. I mean, you're no longer the boss, someone else's money. Or if credit card, that's that's a risk, dude. Like I think if you're bootstrapping it like and you, you want to hire another person, then you got to make more yeah. to hire that person. Yeah, that's really it. Like if your business can't afford it, then don't spend it. It's such a slippery slope. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I think that's it. I don't mm. know if there's anything else that you want to bring up, but we're kind I'm of, good. yeah. All right. Uh, so I want to thank uh, Cheryl Spencer for my middle name, Supernova, via email. Thank I like you. that. It was tasteful. Yes. Yes. Very good. Champagne Supernova in the sky. <laughs> if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about on the show, please email me. My email address is matt at moneylab.co.co. Also, feel free to send me new middle name suggestions. I'm open to trying new ones out. If you like this show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. I should change. I, you know what? Fuck it. I'm changing Google Play to Spotify now. What? More people listen. No one listens to Google Play. Who listens to podcasts on Google Play? Uh, probably nobody. Tweet me if you do. Spotify or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. Overcast, right? That's a big one. Mm. Actually, I, I, I know podcast. that information. I can go into Transistor FM, which is the uh, the uh, hosting software that I use for this podcast, and they just launched October or August first officially to the public. I was in the beta program, and uh, I do love you have it. an affiliate link for this? I do. What is it? <laughs> is it, why is it not moneylab.co slash transistor? It is. Hold on. So go there. Hold on. And you will do that after we <laughs> hang up. <laughs> yeah. It is that. It's in an earnest link. Hold on. I just want to make sure that that's right. Yes. It is moneylab.co slash transistor. So if you like the show, uh-huh. don't give Matt dollars or give Matt dollars. Wait. But you could just try the tool and Matt will get paid, you know, yeah. a very small cut. Yeah. And no cost to you. Th- thank you for helping me manage my money. Mm. Also, I need reviews on iTunes, please. I think it helps, dude. I got 21 reviews. I'm thinking I'm thinking it helps. Yeah, you know, we're recording four episodes today. Yeah. So every episode you're going to say you got 21 reviews. <laughs> People are going to feel really bad. But I'm like, like, God, he never... it's been a month. He's got not got a single <laughs> review. It's anyone listening. All right, I better stop giving away numbers <laughs> for the sake of... Uh, bulk recording mm. if you're not going to sign up for a transistor and you're not going to buy seo for bloggers pay matt in a eggplant review yeah just add iTunes. an emoji i just need the number to go up that's all mm. and make sure it's five stars for christ's sake don't be funny my dad tried to be funny once threw in a one star uh, review and he gave you like a what uh, like, dude pretty- <laughs> change it screwing me up Listen, if you really like this show, and I really hope that you do, tell your friends about it. The people who do what you do and do what we do. Point them to your favorite episodes, and hopefully they'll also yeah. become a subscriber and everybody wins. <laughs> you said doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. That's it. Bye. <laughs> Please tell your friends about this show.